Welcome to the Rob and Kale podcast. Rob Sanders. Clemson is going to kick the shit out of the South Carolina Gamecocks probably for the next 10 years every time they run across each other. Kale Carolina Jackpot Hall. The South Carolina Gamecocks are weaker than a plate full of piss. The Rob and Kale podcast. And welcome into the Rob and Kale podcast. My name is Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining us this evening. Nothing like starting with some Jim Cornette. I tell you, somebody who is gonna uh, gonna cut a promo tonight that's gonna be like Jim Cornette is my buddy in the Upstate, Mister Carolina Jackpot. Jackpot, what's up, my friend? What's up, gang? Carolina Beefcock uh, here uh, at your service and uh, for your convenience. Um, hope everyone had a good uh, rainy Sabbath. Hope you didn't have to work too hard today. If you did, hope you got off early and that things were slow. Uh, yeah, um, that's about all I got to say about that. Hell, I don't think anybody really played baseball today. Uh, didn't we have a couple of rainouts in the Palmetto State? Yeah. Or no, yeah. So uh, that was that. But uh, you know, as uh, everything overseas starts heating up, uh, I guess the uh, – College football action is starting to heat up a little bit here. And I think we're fixing to go into spring practice. So, um, you know, it, it, it's time to get some – get the juices flowing, um, get some stuff going, and uh, start swinging some shit. Well, we're going to have something tonight. Um, SEC coaching rankings. Shane Beamer picked near the bottom of the SEC. Uh, we'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, before we do that, I want to uh, thank our sponsors, Callaway's Bar and Grill, Callaway'sBarandGrill.com out in West Columbia, Highway 1 Diagonal from the Walmart. Uh, they're probably going to end up sponsoring our bracket challenge, which I, I have a sneaky vibe about this, that Jackpot's going to win the bracket challenge this year because Jackpot knows his hoops. I think Jackpot's going to he's going to win this year. I, I, I believe it in my heart. My bracket has sucked for a couple of years in a row. I might let my wife fill out my bracket, and she'll just pick it by academic institutions, and she'll have like Penn and Syracuse, I guess, in the finals. We'll see. <coughs> well, that'll definitely that's work. Sh- yeah, that's how shitty my bracket's been here lately. But uh, yeah. Anyway, look, go to Callaway's, Callaway'sBarandGrill.com. We also have DNC Trucking and Transport, who uh, we have some fireside chats with Uncle Jackpot. Jackpot, can you uh, tell us a story this evening, sir? Let me see what kind of yarn I can spin. One chance to stick it to Clemson fans. Yes. We own them in baseball. Come watch us kick some tiger ass in Segra Park in Columbia. Please take a minute and buy a raffle ticket to help the kids at the pediatric NICU. You may be able to win a seat behind home plate for the rivalry matchup with my Gamecocks and Rob's Tigers. Instructions are in the link on the show description. Thanks to my friend Dennis Wilson for making this happen. We will all laugh at him when Clemson gets the boots put to them. I may yell at him like Jim Cornette in a Dairy Queen drive through in Kentucky. Hey, uh, do you have any issues with that that commentary at all? You were saying spinning some yarn there. I think that's a lot of facts. No, I don't. Uh, I, in fact, I, I'd like to do more of those. Okay, well, uh, here's the thing. <laughs> Dennis bought those tickets. You get two tickets to the game. Very simple. Buy a raffle ticket. You could be in the mix to come and sit with Jackpot and I next Saturday as the Gamecocks take on 
the uh, the the Tigers from Clemson. And there's a lot of facts there in that South Carolina kind of kind of kind of dicks Clemson in baseball every single year. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, go and check that out. Go and get yourself uh, some tickets or, or some rival tickets, and you can sit literally behind home plate. So good stuff there. Thanks to Dennis Wilson from DNC Trucking and Transport for uh, for doing that. Looking forward to seeing Jackpot next weekend, and uh, it's going to be a nice. Nice little get together. We'll all watch some baseball together, and uh, Jackpot Jackpot gets to meet my children. Look at that! I've met his son. He hasn't met my children yet. He gets to meet my children. So yeah, chance to yeah. scare your children. You're not gonna scare my kids. My my son's probably taller than you are. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, you know, it, as my son says, I ain't saying much. <laughs> <laughs> my I know my daughter's my daughter's taller than I am, so. Uh, you know, we, I, I like to refer to them as the milkman, but uh, I don't, my wife's going to throw something at me. Anyway, go and check that out. All right. So let's get into this before we, uh, we're going to take calls in a moment. Outkick the coverage, which is at outkick.com. This is Clay Travis's website, listed all of the SEC coaches. Let, do you want to start from the top and work our way down, Jackpot? Do you want to go that route? Um, or do you want to go not? from the bottom up? All right. We can go from the top. Look, I, I don't think anybody's going to complain about number one and number two. Nick Saban's at number one. Yes, he lost the national title this year, but Nick Saban is, I think we all can agree that Saban's right there. Number two is Kirby Smart at Georgia. I give Georgia fans a lot of shit, but the guy won the national title and consistently has a, a, a really good football team. Number well, three, you don't have any problem with those two, right? No. Well, I mean, you know, Brian Kelly's on down the list. Uh, and, you know, Brian Kelly's been to the playoffs as many times as Kirby Smart has. Of course, Kirby Smart's um, competed for two national championships, and Brian's gotten blown out both times that he got there. So I guess that, that may have, have, have something to do with that, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it may have a little bit to do with it. Uh, Jimbo Fisher at Texas a and is, is, is number three on this list. And Jackpot, I, I pulled some numbers on Jimbo Fisher. If you look at Jimbo Fisher – He's 34 and 14 with his time at uh, at Texas A&M. Okay? If you look back at his record uh, at Texas A&M and we do just conference games, he's 5 and 3 in SEC play in his first season, including this guy is 500 in his years against Mississippi State. Okay, regardless of who's coaching at Mississippi State, he's got a 500 record against Mississippi State. He has issues beating Auburn, but here's some other stats that are interesting. In his second season, his team went four and four, lost by three touchdowns to Alabama, lost by 43 to LSU, and lost to Auburn. The eight and one season that everyone talks about, oh, that was a great year for him. He lost by four touchdowns to Alabama. Last season, they went four and four, lost to Ole Miss, Arkansas, LSU, and Mississippi State. He went pretty much over against the West. He beat Alabama. Congratulations. But he couldn't beat any of these other teams here. So when I, when I first saw Jimbo Fisher at number three, I literally laughed because other than recruiting, he's not getting the job done on the field. And just him at number three is just absolutely silly. It is. It is. I, and, and people might think I'm silly. I I would I would put the human baked potato ahead of him 
<laughs> Did someone in the background just say really? Like they're kind of shocked by that? <laughs> oh no, that nobody here knows what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, so number three, I think you and I both agree that that's a bunch of horse piss with uh with Jimbo Fisher there at number three. Number four on the list is Brian Kelly that you talked about there. Um, I think it's kind of early to put him at fourth best coach in the SEC. I mean, he hasn't coached a damn game yet. Yeah, I would put um, – I might put Jimbo there and maybe put him behind him. I mean, past success kind of, you know, you know, the, the, the past is doomed to repeat itself. So, I mean, he's had some past success at Notre Dame, had past success at Cincinnati. You know, I think he'll be successful at um, – LSU. I don't. I, I don't know that he'll he'll have that lightning in a bottle season like uh, Coach O had in 2019. But I think he that that they're going to be a more solid team, uh, more well coached, disciplined, yada yada, all that good stuff uh, with him there. So I would put him right behind Jimbo Fisher, but both behind the uh, uh, Mark Stoops. Well, here, here's number five. Number five is Mike Leach at Mississippi State. Now, I mean, you know, I, I kind of like the pirate because he gives us good stuff to talk about, but, you know, went four and seven in his first season. I don't know if he's, if, if calling him the fifth best coach in the SEC is, is about right, in my opinion. I mean, I, I think Mark, I take Mark Stoops over him every day and twice on Sunday. <clears throat> yeah, me too. I mean, and you wouldn't. I mean, at this goddamn point, would you? I mean, you wouldn't take Lane Kiffin over Mike Leach. I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> completely agree with you on that. And Lane Kiffin's at number seven. I think he should be higher than that. I mean, I I would put Lane Kiffin. I I man, maybe it's just uh, maybe I'm just a Kiffin guy, but you know he's done more with less, in my opinion, at uh, Ole Miss than what. Uh, Jimbo Fisher's done at Texas A&M. I'd like to see, imagine Lane Kiffin coaching Texas A&M with the roster that they have. They would have, that would be something, in my opinion. Yep. All right. Uh, Sam Pittman at Arkansas is number eight. Um, Jackpot, what is the big deal with everybody loving some damn Sam Pittman? I... uh, I don't get it. He's had one good season, basically. Well, they really have. I mean, they've turned it around. Um, you know, <clears throat> I don't know what he's done. I mean, I I think that um, a lot of that success goes to uh, his offensive coordinator. Um, but I, I mean, he's a, he's a really good motivator. Um, so I'd put him in there somewhere around the the seventh, eighth mark. Yeah, I mean, I would, especially with all the, you know, with the new new coaches coming in and and um, and that. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely better than uh, than some of those folks up there. So, yeah, I mean, it, oh, you, right. you can't deny him. You can't put him down at the bottom because we do. We don't really know. We don't really know how much. I mean, I don't know how much of the play calling. Um, you know, that, that he's really involved with there. I mean, he was an right. offensive line coach, for Christ's sake. So you wouldn't think that he's that he's calling a lot of the plays himself. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you would think Kendall Browse is doing all that. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's got those guys playing well, though. All right. Well, we can. All right. I'll yield to Jackpot on Pittman. Number nine is Josh Heupel at Tennessee. And I think the jury's still out on Josh Heupel. I mean, yeah, he had a great season. And, you know, we were talking everything about Tennessee was McDonald's bags and everything else. And, you know, then they had a good season. Right. You know, they're acting like, like yeah, Jack right. asked. Yeah, a great yeah. season. Mm-hmm. What did he do that well, was great? Well, uh, compared to with what they had, I mean, he, I mean, he had his fucking punter saying, "I'd rather play at Memphis, where well, I can get his, shot in the parking lot." So, what was what was his biggest win? Um, mm, uh, how about Kentucky? They beat uh, Kentucky. Yeah, okay, I'll take that. Vol State said Tennessee was in worse shape than South Carolina. Um, I I disagree, I but disagree with that, but. Um, anyway, but yeah, Josh Heupel at number nine, <sighs> number 10 is Brian Harson at Auburn. Now they started off the season six and two. They got a win over Arkansas and they beat Ole Miss, but then the season went to shit jackpot. Do you think 10 is about right for Brian Harson, or should he be higher? No, I think he should be lower than that. He's not, I mean, the team, I mean, the, the, I mean, they suffered like one loss there. I mean, he couldn't rally the troops. So they totally fucking fell apart. Totally yeah. fell apart. Here's the, the, the one that I, another one that I have a problem with Billy Napier at Florida. He's never fucking coached in the league. He's never coached at a big time program. I mean, he, he was at Louisiana Lafayette in the Sun Belt, and, you know, couldn't get past the fighting Mohawks from freaking coastal Carolina you know, in at least one season. I, I mean, I think Napier maybe Mullets. Yeah, the Mullets, not the Mohawks. Mullets, Mullets, my bad. Thank you for correcting me on that. I don't you're want welcome. Don't you know, I'm always going to, I'm here to correct. Well, that's, that's what you're here for. And I don't want the people from Sean's Nation bugging me, you know. But uh, Billy Napier at 11, at 11 is, uh, but then, then it gets interesting, Jackpot. Shane Beamer's at number 12. Uh, I, I think he should be higher than that. I mean, higher than number twelve, for God's sake! What, what, what the hell does he got to do? You know, I don't get it. Okay, well, I mean, last year, okay, well, he he didn't beat anybody that ended up with a winning record, but I mean, beat one team that ended up with a winning record, which wasn't even a conference foe. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, looking at it. You know, just from the outside looking in, uh, you know, I think that his team last year played with a lot of heart. They never quit, never quit, which is, you know, that's great. You're, nobody should ever quit. Um, you know, defense played really well last year. I mean, for what they had. Um, offensively, um, they were horse piss. And, I mean, I think Tennessee was like the exact opposite. I mean, offense – after about the third game, uh, when they got the quarterback situation resolved, looked great. Uh, their defense was horse piss. Um, so they won the head-to-head. I'm not doubting that one. I'm not, not, not say it didn't happen. Um, I mean, I think Shane B. with the work he's done in the transfer portal alone, I think puts him higher than number twelve. 
I would put Shane at, at number 10. I think Brian Harson should be at number 12. I mean, he didn't, yeah. I mean, he came in there, uh, didn't do dick. I mean, ended up with a fucking losing record. Yeah. So. I, I agree with you on that. I don't know. Uh, I, and you know, being the guy that's the, uh, the Clemson guy on this show, the problem that it seems like I'm just defending Shane Beamer all the time, but you know, here's the thing he has at South Carolina, Will Muschamp left them in an absolute shithole. I mean, that's the only terminology you can use. The best players somewhat uh, supposedly left. And, you know, he went and took his ass to Georgia and won a national title there as a special teams coach. So, you know, and, and Shane Beamer came in his first coaching job and he hires, he has an offensive coordinator there. He loses in the middle of the night and has to hire somebody else. And they still managed to go seven and six. And yeah, it's, you know, he had to make himself a bat of chicken salad up there at the mayonnaise bowl, but nobody really thought South Carolina was going to win seven games. The over and under Las Vegas was four and he almost doubled that. I, I don't know what these people want. I think there is a buy. I thought it was like two. It was two and a half. It was, I thought it was four. You may be right. It was. I mean, (laughs) that's ridiculous. Jackpot's just correcting me on all kind of shit tonight. I'm glad you're with it tonight, brother. Well, no, I remember that because it, it stuck in my damn crawl. I thought that was stupid. Um, yeah. B. Bean says, horse piss in question mark, WTF, question mark. Uh, you've been watching this show and listening to this thing long enough to know that I'm likely to say anything, B. Bean, so don't act shocked over there, okay? Uh, J.J. Banks, 1975, says, how in the hell is Harson above Beamer? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Jacob Watson actually puts Brian Harson at number nine uh, ahead of Josh Heupel, Shane Beamer, uh, Eli Drinkwitz, uh, Clark Lee, Bill Ever. Huh? Wait, huh? what? Okay. Right Holy behind Sam. Huh? What? Uh-uh. I, I I don't think he I don't think he's better than Eli Drinkwitz, but we'll. Well, and then you know. <sighs> Man, we're going to take calls on this in a moment. Eli Drinkwitz at Mizzou is at number 13. Eli Drinkwitz uh, needs to hire better coaches. He needs to hire a better coaching staff uh, than what he's what he's hired. That well, guy that he had as the defensive coordinator um, from well, the damn NFL was fucking horrible. And him was, uh, taking that, that Panthers job, that, that's, uh, that's, that would be addition by subtraction. You, you know, I, I could you can make an argument that the defense started figuring it out in midseason, but you know, I think he made and listening to the Mazad cast is the best way that I can the best verbiage I can give you from this is that they finally figured it out midseason and the defense started doing well. And the guys from the Mazad cast who are normally hard on the coaching staff said losing Wilkes hurts because they think that the defense finally started to mold a little bit. But well, um, to be, I mean, out. to that point, the teams that I started playing the second half of the season were turds too. Yeah, I will. I mean, very, you had, very your, South, you had your South Carolina, you had your uh, Florida, uh, you had whoever from the the Mac, the out of conference they played. Um, they they played they played Arkansas and absolutely got donkey stomped. So I don't know what they're talking about there exactly. But okay. Well, yeah. Uh, and then finally, Clark Lee's at the bottom. And you know what? It, it And it actually says in the article here, one of the toughest coaching jobs in America. 
and maybe going two and ten last season was remarkable in his first season as a head coach and his first at Vanderbilt. Uh, too early for anything higher than fourteen, and you know, once again, Vanderbilt is there for the grades. And I mean, and who really knows how good of a uh, uh, coach uh, Clark Lee actually could be with talent? I mean, Derek Mason would get lumped into the number fourteen spot every year, and I thought Derek Mason was a hell of a coach. I mean, I, I would have liked to see. I would have rather had Derek Mason at South Carolina than Will Muschamp. So. Whoa, coming coming off the top rope there, jackpot. Yeah, that's good stuff there. I came right, on, uh, I came off the top rope on the Will Muschamp with the Alabama Jam. Rest Alabama Jam. The leg drop, sir. There you go. All right, look. If you guys want to respond to this, 803-470-2905. 803-470-2905. We'll take your calls this evening. Uh, real quick, jackpot. We've got South Carolina kind of got hammered there at Auburn at Alabama yesterday. Uh, they, they did, they did, they did, but they didn't. Um, they, well, they were, were down, down 20, twenty-three at the half. They were down by twenty-three at the half. Alabama was raining in three pointers like an NBA team. Then South Carolina came out and started and played really well to start the second half. They got it down to fucking six-point game. I mean, and then just you know, they called timeout and then. They just shit the bed the rest of the way. Clemson's won two straight, by the way, and the uh, you know it's probably going to win Brian and all his job for another season. So, fuck Clemson hoops. That's how I feel about them right now. All right, eight zero three four seven zero two nine zero five eight zero three four seven zero two nine zero five. Schultz says I was skeptical about Drinkowitz the moment they hired him. Only one year at App State. Uh, he looks like. He looks like Jeffrey Dahmer's son. <laughs> That's Jeffrey Dahmer. I call him Fat Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh yeah, yeah. Damn it, jackpot. Yeah, that is right. You call him Fat Jeffrey Dahmer. We That's got true. we got we got Darth Vader, the human baked potato, Fat Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, I can't remember what I called Josh Heupel. I mean, I just made I just made fun of him. Just looked at him. I said that dude used to play quarterback. I, I re- yeah, he was at Oklahoma. He was really now. Good. I mean, now he's now he looks like. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not svelte by any means of the matter. Now he's quarterback behind the buffet table. Yeah, now set fried chicken, fried green tomatoes, huh, huh, chicken dipping. <laughs> All right, well, let's get some calls on this at eight zero three four seven zero two nine zero five. Is that too low for oh, Shane Beamer? Huh. Yeah, he he's he's silly. JJ Banks says Hypel needs to put down the donuts. Yeah, okay. He'll uh, I, I, try I to take his that. donut away. Not feeling that at all. So there's that. Um, yeah, I, I I think that's a little bit too low for Beamer. I think I think Jimbo Fisher is too high. To wait, I mean, I think he's probably two spots. Beamer's too, too low. It's not real low. I mean, I would put him at tenth, maybe eleventh. Would you? Would you put him ahead of Drinkowitz? I know that's tough. I don't know. I mean, I I, I think there. I think it's probably about a tie at this point. Mm-hmm. I think he had a um, he had a, a disappointing season last year. Drinkowitz did, and he overachieved in year one. He underachieved last year. I had a disappointing season. Dennis Hollyfield says Beamer is overrated. Okay. <laughs> 
All right, 803-470-2905. The phone lines are open. If you want to make a case for your coach, am I being too hard on Jimbo Fisher? Uh, are we both being too hard on Billy Napier? Um, no, Jacob Watson says, LOL, too high, but he's a national champion. Idiotic. Who's he talking about? Who is he talking about? Uh, clarify yourself, I, Jacob. I, I put I put Kirby Smart over. I put him right behind Nick Saban. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know. So, Big Barney Ross says the new waiter at the Chinese restaurant here is the low man. Oh, he on the says football. Jimbo. Jimbo. Oh, okay. He didn't want a damn that. Oh my God. He wanted Florida State. He. He's not been, and I know that people get tired of hearing me say this, he's not been the same since he didn't have Jameis Winston and the issues that he dealt with why he left Florida State. Okay? That's just as real as you can get there. So he hasn't been the same coach since. I, You know, the, the guy's too, pretty too good. He had some great athletes at, at Florida State. He did. He did. I remember, I, I, I remember that uh, that game when they uh, came to Death Valley that year, huh. um, and that was I was actually in Tennessee that uh, day at the ah, I can't remember where I was at Pigeon Forge. I didn't go. South Carolina had played Tennessee that day and lost to those motherfuckers. Um, who and that was like Lyle's first year, and they were terrible. Uh, and we fucking lost to them. Um, and uh, I was at the hotel there in uh, Pigeon Forge. So then that evening, I'm like, well, let me watch this shit here. I'm like, let me watch Clemson down win. I was ruining the damn day. And they went out there at first <clears throat> drive. I mean, it's like three plays into it. Winston uh, hit old uh, Benjamin in the corner of the end zone or right at the goal line. He just out jumped that. Uh, that Clemson cornerback and uh, Brent Musburger was like, Benjamin touchdown. I'm like, it's going to be all right. <laughs> yeah. I like that tight well, end they had there, that white guy. What was he like? Jack Nicholas's grandson. Yeah. He caught a big yeah, touchdown pass. He ran all over Clemson too. I can't remember his name. Um, but yeah, who's the running back on that team? Uh, that was it, but uh, God, I don't remember that. It starts with a D. What is it? To, uh, yeah, he, he gave Clemson the D. Jesus, <laughs> they won like 56 to 7 or some ridiculous number. So, uh -huh. fuck you. That no, it was 51 to 14, wasn't it? Whatever it was, they they dicked them. Shit. After five touchdown lead, does it really matter? I can't when remember what is that touchdown? running back's name. Is it in the NFL? Um, all right, hold on. Florida State running back. I'm looking it up right now. Somebody tell me if he Devon. Yeah. Oh, Devontae Holloman. No. No? That don't sound right. Devontae Holloman um, played for the Gamecocks, you dork. No. Uh hold on. Florida State. What running, it wasn't Dalvin Cook. Um, Dante Freeman. There we go. Devonta Freeman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I was thinking Holiday. I, I had the first name right. Shit, it was Devonte Freeman in that one? Yeah, but it may have been Dalvin Cook. I don't remember. I, I don't remember. All I know is that they fucking they fucking slapped Clemson around like they stole something. So it was bad. 
But <laughs> the ultimate troll job from Jameis Winston, we give him crap for being a piece of shit. But uh, this motherfucker was on the baseball team too, right? And he went, they had a baseball series at Clemson. And this asshole took a picture of <laughs> Death Valley and was like, yeah, I still own this bitch. <laughs> As he was going to play <laughs> baseball. And then they went and took two of three from Clemson in the baseball series too. He's like, I can't fucking lose here. <laughs> yep. Fuck him. <laughs> I hate that motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, just real, real talk. I hate that motherfucker <laughs> with a passion. But uh, everybody thinks we're... Somebody said that uh, Big Barney Ross... Was it Big Barney Ross that said... No, it was uh, someone said about... I want to give him credit. I think it was... Let me scroll back up here. Oh, yeah. RMF Todd says, maybe Jimbo don't have a Publix and Crab Legs to offer his quarterbacks out in College Station. Well, that's true. They don't have Publix out there. It has to get it from H-E-B. A-G-B? Okay. I don't even know what that is. H-E-B. H-E-B-U-T. It's a huge grocery. Or Albertsons, maybe. Walmart. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, 803-470-2905. Did you just hit a vape? No, this is uh, water. Oh, I thought you... Oh, thank goodness. I thought you put a vape pipe in your mouth. I'm like, no, no, it'll make you depressed. It's a depression stick. Water bottle, sir. Anyway, but no. I I think that Fisher's going to be down there a little bit and uh, until they can figure out some stuff. I He just hasn't been the same coach since. Um, what, is uh, South Carolina, are, are, are they not playing a game at Clemson this weekend? Yeah, they got Friday nights in Columbia at Seth Beer Park, Saturdays at Segra Park, and then Sundays at Clemson. Okay, well, I didn't see the one at Clemson listed. So. Um, um, I mean, they always do that. Uh, yeah, yeah, they they do. I mean, I just I didn't see it. Make sure that I'm right on that. I'm pretty sure I'm right. Hold on, I'll tell you right now. But uh, let's see here. Baseball schedule. As I'm pulling it up right now, 803-470-2905. Clemson. Jesus, I. <laughs> Clemson won 28 to three over Hartford yesterday. There were football games that Clemson didn't score 28 points this year, but they beat the holy fuck out of Hartford yesterday in the second game of that doubleheader. The doubleheader combined score 41 to six. Uh, yeah, Friday night, Seth Beer Park, Saturday, Segra Park, Sunday at uh, at Clemson. It's a home matchup. At the dump. Okay, I don't know why. Why is what is your hatred of Doug Kingsmore? I mean, you, you've got a national two time national championship team there. I mean, Doug Kingsmore, I know it's beneath you, but you should like Doug Kingsmore Stadium. It's not bad. The place is horrible. There's old junk cars sitting out back. I mean, you have to you walk through a junkyard to get into it. Yeah, but the Cajun Cafe's there, jackpot. A fucking dump. I mean, who wants to go over there and get a damn? Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Uh, <laughs> damn roaches crawling all over that shit. Damn, it's outside, nasty. Spitting their tobacco juice everywhere. <laughs> uh, looking forward to the game. This game, the the series with South Carolina and Clemson. Uh, South Carolina plays App State in their midweek game. Clemson gets USC Upstate. Hell yeah, we do. We get revenge for that damn football game, bitches. Uh, 
Jacob says national titles have nothing to do with how good a stadium is. I think you missed the point, Jacob. I was implying that jackpot should, you know, look down on program, look, shouldn't look down on other programs when his school has done so much in baseball. Those are national titles. National titles. National titles. <laughs> uh, damn it. We goof about uh, the Gamecocks home stadium, but it's a nice stadium. It really is. It is. Um, it feels like a minor league park, whereas Doug Kingsmore, not so much. I mean, it, it feels more like a college park than, than what uh, the South Carolina stadium does, but still a nice place to go watch a game yeah it's like the uh like south carolina's old stadium kind of felt like that man it felt like a college park they have that uh the where you can run like you have like a hill that you at the very base of the wall jackpot i mean what the fuck with that i don't i don't get that at all at that uh at kingsmore where you know you're in the outfield and you can kind of run up the hill towards the end of it i don't get that at all i need to fix no. that shit I don't know. I ain't been there but one time. I can level it out, by God. All right, 803-470-2905, 803-470-2905. Shane Deemer picked his 12th in the uh, the coaching rankings from OutKick. Yeah, just ahead of Drinkowitz and Lee Clark <laughs> at Vanderbilt. But behind Brian Harson and Billy Napier and all those guys, yeah. 803-470-2905. Carolina Titan says O-line struggles, Satterfield will be gone. Well, hopefully he and the fat Arn Anderson are gone. It's the same O-line Mike uh, Dodo used to produce a 1,000-yard rusher. Gets an all-SEC scope. Yep, yep. Where have I heard that before? Oh, but the idiots will tell you out there, I'll tell you, oh, well, you know, it was a lot that Mike David, my, uh, 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 it's not fucking Mike Davis. It's not his damn name. Um, uh, Kevin Harris. Oh, well, it was a lot of his second effort. Blah, blah, blah. And he broke some tackles. Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it wasn't the offensive line did. Um, you know, he, here's the crazy thing, though. The, the offensive line is kind of the big area there for South Carolina. I think the defense is going to be a lot better. Especially with um, with uh, the the cornerback they've got coming in, and uh, here here's the thing: the offensive line is the key to the season for the Gamecocks. I mean, if they if their offensive line goes above and beyond, they could go nine and three. They they really could Absolutely. if they. I mean, I'm talking about if they're if they're locked in and they can keep uh, if they can keep your quarterback on his feet. Then it's gonna be it's gonna be lights out in my opinion on that front. But as Jacob far Watson as says y'all's old offensive line coaches at Bama now. Yeah, he is. He is. Eric Walford, yeah. Yep, he is. Yeah. So as long as our, our old head coaches at Georgia now. I mean, look at the Gamecocks developing coaching talent uh for the SEC Blue Bloods. You sound like a Lions fan talking about our ex-quarterback won the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't mean to be a dumbass here. But who is who is the who is the new offense our defensive coordinator at Georgia? Uh it's Bull Muschamp, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. He's the Bull Muschamp is I think they have a I think it's a co-defensive coordinator type thing. 
Hold on. There's a, uh, I think it's Will Muschamp is listed as the defensive coordinator, though. So, yeah. Hold on. There. Oh, here we go. Yeah, uh, the same guy wrote an, an article about the new defensive, offensive, and defensive coordinators. Uh, he likes DJ Durkin at Texas A&M, Matt House. Will Muschamp is a co-defensive coordinator at Georgia. Uh, Glenn Schumann returns as the co-defensive coordinator along with Will Muschamp. I guess they're just going to sit in there and hold hands and sing Kumbaya. Okay. Whatever with Muschamp. That that, uh, Georgia defensive coordinator going to Oregon, and I just don't know. That just doesn't seem like a – I don't know. doesn't seem like a fit to me, but – We'll see. Derek Mason at Oklahoma State, that might be one of the best hires, in my opinion, for the mullet because he's an offensive-minded guy anyway. If they can uh, get themselves together and get get themselves, you know, squared away on offense and he just leaves the defense alone, Derek Mason can coach. So that might be one of the better ones, in my opinion. Yep. I did not yep. know about this. Jacob Sneak, says Bama hired Todd hire. Grantham as an analyst. They hired Todd Grantham as an analyst for what? <laughs> Jesus. All that, why is there all these shitty coordinators and that and the head coaches get jobs as analysts? Yeah, like Butch Butch Jones on the sideline for Alabama in an Alabama shirt is one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it's I like, don't. I mean, these guys. It's like they have to have a fucking job. I mean, it's like they have to have something to do. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, like you don't see a a, a coach get fired, like a Will Muschamp, for instance, and and take the twelve million dollar buyout and see him at home. Like, I mean, if it was me, I was making that money. I mean, I'd be out there on the damn golf course with John Daly. Yeah. Yeah, but I I think their mentality is is that if they if they go and they're an analyst, they can still get into circles and you know they can still because they're going to want another job. Circle but, jerk in Muschamp's case. Well, I mean Muschamp got you know South Carolina paid Muschamp fifteen million dollars to not coach them. I mean, which is enough money that he could just sit back and sit on his drawers and play golf if he wants to. But I mean, he still wants to coach, so you know. Uh, Aaron says Bama hired Derek Dooley as an analyst as well. I mean, yeah, look at Nick Saban's coaching tree is insane with all the, the shit people that he has on it. I mean, Steve Sarkeesian was a drunk, literally got fired for being a drunk ass at Southern Cal. <laughs> I mean, he did. He was, he was drinking on the job and got fired. Lane Kiffin got fired on the damn tarmac at Southern Cal. And Lord only knows the shit at Tennessee. He went to Alabama and I guess Nick Saban like uh, sprinkled the Saban dust on him and made him a, a valid coach again. I don't know. Yeah, get your popcorn ready. <laughs> what, a fucking, what a shit statement that was. Let's get our, get your popcorn ready and then go out and get thumped. Well, yeah, it's 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 only cool, you know, if you're right. You know, it's it's all fun and games. Until you're getting your dick punched in, and then, oh God, what an idiot! What an idiot! 
All right. Well, hey, just really quick here, I'm going to run over some of these uh, new defensive coordinator rankings. Uh, yeah, they he likes Durkin at one is for uh, for A and M, Matt House at LSU at number two, Will Muschamp at number three, Mike Denbrook at LSU is their offensive coordinator. Uh, Eric Casso at Auburn, Rob Sale at Florida. I don't even know who that is. Charlie Weiss Jr. is now the Ole Miss offensive coordinator, 28 years old, the youngest offensive coordinator in the SEC. Uh, is, he is he junior to Charlie Weiss as, as in, in terms of size as well? I would, I would certainly hope so. Well, you know, I, I'm not going to judge people for being chunky there, Jackpot, but you might be right. <laughs> Jeff Schmetting, the offensive, offensive he was, uh, Charlie uh, Weiss was one Eminem away from being Mark Mangino. <laughs> do, do, do you remember Mark? Yeah, Mark Mangino. You remember the headline with him, like basically why he got got kicked in the patoot at Kansas was because he was telling the offensive lineman, "Hey, fat ass, get in shape," and he weighed like, and I'm not joking, he probably weighed 500 pounds. And he's, he telling, he's telling the offensive line, hey, get your fat ass in shape. And they're looking at him like, really? And he got fired for that. And they haven't been worth a fuck ever since. That's true, though. He, was, he, he literally was telling them, get your fat ass in shape. And he, and he weighed 500 pounds. And then my, uh, Mike Leach got fired for uh, what was he made? Oh, uh, well, he made Craig James' son go sit in the fucking shed or something stupid yeah yeah he, he, he made him go sit in a shed because he's <laughs> who fucking care they're soft out there some of these places man crazy that well if that hadn't been his son no one would have known do you think that we're at a point now where kids are just softer and it, i mean or is it or the coach is just heart more harsh now i i don't know maybe we just hear about it more Maybe it's that. Yeah. The wife says kids are softer, and she she deals with middle schoolers every day. But yeah, they are. So, well, I mean, and the coaches, I think, have to be a little bit soft on them too. Like last year, like I think, I think that um, probably at, at like week four, I think that Dabo Swinney would have sat uh, ukulele's ass on the bench. Uh, but I think he was probably afraid that he would hit the transfer portal if he put him on the bench. So they let him keep starting. That's just my opinion. Big Bonnie Ross, Auburn tradition equals tradition. Noun, peer pressure from dead people. <laughs> Damn it. Eric O'Brien, uh, our uh, gentleman that is uh, is now an officer in the Navy jackpot. Wow. At one point would listen to our show in Hawaii. Now I think he's stateside, but uh, he says being in the Navy, these new kids are soft as hell. Don't be saying that shit to the, to the, to the young seamen you're dealing with there, Eric. Let me look at you and say, listen, Ensign, I don't have to take your shit. Better make Lieutenant before you start saying some shit like that. Speaking yeah, of Hawaii, uh, you know, Hawaii and Vanderbilt are kicking the college football season off this year. I think in week oh, zero. Oh, clap my hands. We're going to have – that's that's what I'm looking for. Van, Vanderbilt and fucking – is it going to be in Hawaii? Are yes. Hawaii come to Vanderbilt. Oh, okay. Yes, the Commodore, the doors are going to the island. 
What do you think the line on that game is going to be? I'm going to go Hawaii minus 10. Just right off the bat. Yeah, I say Hawaii minus seven touchdown. (laughs) What a shit show that's going to be. Oh, we all had the bookcase of accountability on my Fox Sports show there, Jackpot. I'm going to go ahead and put this out there uh, right now. Georgia Tech is going to be a shithole this year. They're going to be really bad with all the guys that they're losing. I don't think you really came up with an earth-shattering prediction there, but. Well, I I I thought they would be respectable by now, but they're they're going to be terrible. I mean, they they may go two and ten. I, I think I think Vanderbilt Georgia Tech might be a pick'em. I really believe that. You you think who what Vanderbilt Georgia Tech might be a pick'em? They play. No, if they did, it would be a pick'em. I don't know. I mean, talk shit. You almost lost to them. To who? Georgia you Tech? You almost lost to Georgia Tech? Mm, I don't think so, buddy. Yes, y'all did. Negative, uh, what, negative Ghost Rider. We, we beat them for – well, we almost lost to Vanderbilt too, though, so I can't say shit. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't remember, like, the last was, time – like George- it was 14 to 8. Um I mean, something happened. Georgia Tech ran out of time or something uh, at the end of that game. Could have scored, and I, I don't remember. But that was a very – that was a close game. That's when I started calling for the ukulele's head. That was week two. Come on, like week two of last season? Are you sure? Let me see here. Yes, look it up. Well, oh, yeah, they did win 14-8. to eight. Yeah, I remember that now. Uh, it's still it's still a win, though. I mean, for – I think they're going to be worse. Go ahead, what? P-Digit says Vandy versus the Rainbow Warriors, Hawaii, plus 14. No. No. Vanderbilt ain't a 14-point favorites over anybody. Yeah. Hawaii uh, minus 14. Might work. Maybe. Anyway, no, uh, I think that – yeah, the more and more I think about it, Georgia Tech's going to be really bad. They they had four guys transfer last week, Jackpot. Eh, fuck it, I'm out. The best players that he got when he was trying to just recruit Atlanta, all those guys are like, screw it, I'm out. I mean, he's they're going to be really bad this year. Like, two and ten bad. Yeah, I think that this will probably be the last year of the Jeff Collins tenure. Yeah, it, He's his press conferences are great where he comes in with the Waffle House cup and a mouthful of dip trying to trying to be fucking Danny Ford, but he he couldn't carry Danny Ford's jock strap. He did that. He's he always every press conference. Look, when we interviewed him at ACC kickoff, it's not a joke. He sits down with a Waffle House cup. It's like he's got some kind of a deal with Waffle House where every time he meets with the press, he's got a Waffle House cup. And he, he makes sure he turns it you so you can see it. I don't know if he used it for a spit cup or not, but I've seen press conferences where he's got a dip in his mouth. He thinks he's Danny Ford, but he's not. Danny Ford didn't dip. He chewed tobacco, and he didn't—he uh, just spit it on the ground or swallowed it. Well, I don't know. And Danny yeah. Ford was mad enough to swallow it. All right, final call for calls, 803-470-2905. 803 Brown says Vanderbilt will need to bring back Sarah Fuller to beat the Rainbow Warriors. Yep, that'll be the key. 
that might be the key. You need good place kicking, jackpot. She transferred to North Texas, I believe it was. Yeah, I don't know what I mean. Is she? Yeah, she hung up her uh, <laughs> hung up her her football cleats. Big Barty are also the comment of the night. He spits on his hot dog before eating it. <laughs> uh, anyway, Jacob says he doesn't have time to call in tonight. That's fine, Jacob. All right. Well, appreciate you guys checking out the show. Uh, jackpot Wednesday night. We're doing the drawing for the uh, for the tickets. Go ahead and it's in the show description. You can win two tickets to the game. Come and see uh, the Gamecocks and Clemson. And we'll see. Uh, come hang out with Jackpot. Maybe Jackpot lets you play with his beard. <laughs> Probably not. Maybe. All right. Anyway, you got anything else, Jackpot? Nope. I sure don't. It's been a great, uh, great show. Lots of good participation tonight. Appreciate it. All right, guys, we'll see you later on. Have a good evening.